With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the second Chels of the week. Here we are again, and we're looking forward to the Everton game. Everton, now they're managed by somebody. Oh, I'm quite familiar with him. Um, oh, he scored a couple of goals for us. Hmm. Anyway, I'm sure one of my guests will remind me in time. As usual, I'm joined by Gary Hayes. Hello, Gary. Hello. Hello. How very nice to hear your voice again. And we're joined for the second time this week by Alison Bender. Alison, how are you? Hey, Kerry. Yeah, good, thank you. Excellent, excellent. So where do we start with this? It's a trip to Merseyside. It's against Everton, who we have strange times and strange games against. But it's none more stranger than now, is it? Mm. Frankie Lampard. Super in... Frankie Lampard. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Can it, can it, does it make sense to you yet? I, have oh, you got your head around it? How can we it? try and beat Super Frank when he's in such a bad place right now? I mean, they are seriously, seriously struggling with relegation now, aren't they? And, uh, oh, it's just, it, it, it's painful. But, you know, Ch- Chelsea, we, uh, you know, we've, we've got to keep pushing to the end of the season. And um, yeah, it'll be, uh, it will it will feel really mean, inflicting more pain on on Frank right now. I think. Yeah, it will. But that's football. Them's the breaks. And Frank's it it seems to be aging him that job up there, doesn't it? It ages every manager, doesn't it? I mean, literally, you see you see football managers age about a decade when they when they go into management. I mean, I, I actually looked at um, I was looking flicking through my phone the other day and I saw a, an interview I did with Pep Guardiola with a thick full head of hair. And I'd, I'd almost completely forgotten that as a manager, he had that much hair uh, when he was Barcelona manager. But it's, you know, it's a stressful job. Jose Mourinho, he went grey in about a year, didn't he? Just suddenly, he had, he had a tough time there, didn't he? With Manchester United and Tottenham. But, um, but yeah, it's, re- it's really tough. And, and for Frank, you know, you can see he, he really wants to make a good impression after everything that happened with Chelsea. And, you know, for a big club like Everton to go down would be absolutely huge. It would. I mean, I, you know, hats off to him if he manages to take them down, I say. Um, and Gary, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, that's a first. I mean, that, that, that's the way to paint yourself in the history books, isn't it, Gary? Oh, I, I'm dreading this game. I really am. What, because you feel for Frank so much? And yeah, because whatever no, happens, nobody's ever, nobody's ever going to want me to, to lose a Chelsea game. 
So I'm not going to say I want Chelsea to lose. No, but... because also Everton have got to watch out, haven't they? Because Burnley somehow yeah. sacking Sean Dyche seems to have they, made they a difference. Need to, Everton need to suck Leeds back into this because they had a new manager bounce with Jesse March. Yeah. And they've sort yeah. of started wobbling themselves. But Everton need to start looking up and pulling them into it. Maybe even Villa. Because Villa have gone... They thought Gerrard was going to be the saviour. And he's not done much you know, much there either, is he? And they're not too far out of it. And with the games left, you could see him potentially getting sucked into it if they if they um, don't pick up a few wins. but Or, t- you know, maybe one or two wins. But, um, yeah, I just... <sighs> <laughs> I, I were you know, surprised? Were you surprised that he took this job, Gary? Yeah, I really, especially in the time yeah. of season it was. You don't take a job like that, um, but why is he? Ta- who knows? Oh, who, who knows? I, I, I wouldn't say, but, but don't you think, Gary? We we know what it's like that if you don't take a, a Premier League job fast, and suddenly you're away from the Premier League for a few seasons, that's it, and you've got to go back down to the Championship like you did with Derby and, and take a team up. You you that's can't probably turn better for down. But you just can't turn down these opportunities, I think. Like, you, you can't say no. And, yeah, but you know, and he had such that... a great team. He built, you know, obviously he's gone with Joe Edwards and he's, you know, he's, he's got that great team of Chelsea lot that we know um, for a long time around him. And I think it was it was a bold decision, but I, I, can't, I can't have seen him turn no, down. No, I know. It's just sort of like, and, and the people there, you look at it and you think, it's... it's it's good coaches that are built to succeed, right? We we know what they're capable of doing. You know, um, Ancelotti talks about Paul as a genius. You oh, know? exactly, yeah. And um, and we we, we know because we've seen it firsthand, and we've seen it firsthand with our own eyes down at Cobham. You know, yeah, and Chris Jones and um, and, and such a nice team together. Yeah, exactly. I had you know, such and, high hopes for them. I, I can't believe where we're staring at them down down and, there right now. They actually did all right against Liverpool. I thought. I mean, you know, considering really Liverpool well. have been flying. Um, and that's why I do worry about them against us, you know, because Lampard, will, he, he, I mean, gosh, have you, you, you've never need, needed to win a game of football as much as he needs to win against Chelsea. I know. Um, but so, that, that, yeah. That's what I mean is that I don't, I don't want Chelsea to lose. I, I feel that, that Everton might have a bit more fight in them than what Chelsea have, given what's at stake. That, well, we haven't won at Goodison since 2017 as well. So maybe that stands weird, up for them. Um, stadium, isn't it? Yeah. But I just yeah. feel like... I just, I, I don't want us to lose, but then I just, I don't want to, and look, this is the idiot in me talking now, right? Don't because, say it, Gary. Don't no, say I, it. No, I want, I want <laughs> Lampard to come back as Chelsea manager one day. And yeah, you look on in hindsight and you think maybe it was too soon and blah, blah, blah. But I want him to come back as Chelsea manager. If everything get relegated, he's done in top flight management for a long time. Yeah. And that's, well, so I'm thinking, maybe. so I want, I want Chelsea to get something out of the game. Of course I do. That's my first thought. But I just don't want Everton to go down. I just don't want... Because I want Lampard then. Because I think the time to take that job for anyone is the summer. Because he can clear out. He can build his own team. You know, Joe, Paul, Chris. You know, Ashley Cole as well is there. They can start doing the stuff on the training ground properly. They can start rebuilding that club. They took over a big mess left by Benitez, a huge mess. And they've and Everton have rolled from disaster to disaster to disaster. That what's happening now, you could see it on the cards already. And it just happens to be now that it's happening on Lampard's watch where they thought they could turn it around real quick and they haven't mm. been able to because they've inherited a bigger mess than they realised. And, and compounded by that, like as Kerry said, the fact that Burnley suddenly, they get rid of Dyche, which I thought was a terrible decision. But actually, I did say at the time, I think it's going to be a great short-term decision, a bad long-term decision. But I do think there might be some kind of 
response than there has been for, from the looks of it. And, and you know, obviously when other results are going against you like that, you're in an even bigger mess. I think I think it's fascinating. I mean, it's really strange how we've got three separate battles in the league this year. First and second place, yeah. and then three teams for fourth place. And then you've got this cluster of three, maybe five teams battling for that last relegation spot. It's a, it's a really odd thing. And then you've got this sort of serenity in the middle where nobody <laughs> goes up or down or makes any difference. It's a very strange season. It really is, you know. But, um, OK, well, look, Frank, we, we, we love him dearly, but we are in a tough one, I think, at the weekend. Uh, I think it'll be a tough one because I think they're, they're somewhat different at home. They're, they're tougher to break down. Um, they seem to have got it together over the last few weeks a bit more at home. So, yeah, it, it's not a happy hunting ground for us in a lot of ways. They're, they're always strange and often dour games. I think of cup finals and every, everything points to a pretty hard afternoons work for us and probably not the kind of game we need um, so soon after playing on Thursday at United who will be struggling to find a bit of form as we always thought they would um, you know but Everton have to have to try and get a result out of us so I think okay so yeah. are you going to ask for a prediction I was going to ask for a prediction how did you know that predictive <laughs> I jump, I, I jump right in, and I just, I've been watching a lot of Everton, and, and they always seem to raise their game against the, when it's a t sort of a tougher game. Um, they're such a weird team, and I think you know Everton fans are are always living in perpetual misery um, because you never really know, quite know what you're going to get. But one thing is for sure, it, the the games that you just don't expect them to win, they'll suddenly step up and get a result. But I just think as well because the importance of this, and also Frank Lampard, we always see it. Football loves to write storylines, doesn't it? And you know Lampard against his old side, I just have a bad feeling, I'm afraid. Um, and Chelsea have not, we have not been. Um, ourselves at all and it's difficult you know it's difficult to know with um I, I don't know when people are listening to this whether the the united results already happened but it will have oh, okay fine i'll just pick up as we then. both know okay because it was last night so um <laughs> yeah it's just uh yeah I, i'm afraid i think we're gonna lose i think it's, it'll be slim i think it'll be one nil loss for chelsea one nil lost, Gary. Come on, you've got to put your cards on the table son well i want What's chelsea i want chelsea to pick up four points this week and I want them to beat Man United. So that's how I want this result to go. Okay. So what's the score? 1-1. One, 1-0. One. One and okay. I know people are going to listen to this and you can tweet me your abuse and I'll respond. But I just think that I don't want to inflict pain onto someone like Lampard who's Chelsea through and through. And again, look, maybe we're too close to it. You know, and I don't know, but I know him and... I know what he is and I just don't want him to go through what's going to happen if that team goes down. Well, you know, I oh, think they're going to... softy. Yeah, softy. really. Oh, I'm going for 3-0 Chelsea. No, but do, do you see what I mean? <laughs> I know we, we get caught up in the, oh, Chelsea. And yeah, I don't want, I don't want to see Chelsea lose. I don't, I don't want Frank Lampard to beat Chelsea. But I just think that there's sometimes when loyalty stands for a lot. And I think when he was a player, he was as loyal as the day was long for Chelsea. And he did stuff for this club. Yeah. where his mum had died 
and he knew we needed him in a Champions League game against Liverpool. And he turned up and played and scored a penalty in that game. And the stuff he did behind the scenes, I just looking, I just think, I don't want anything of this club to inflict misery on him because he wouldn't want to do it the other way around. I've got, um, I've got a lovely little story I just remembered. Well, it's not, it's not that lovely, but um, Chelsea fans might appreciate it, but about Goodison Park. But when I was working for Chelsea TV, I went all the way up to Goodison for a game. And because, you know, it's such an old stadium, there's hardly any room. And the press, you often get sat on the, on the bench. So I used to always be like one of the substitutes and they'd pan to you on Sky. And it'd be like, you know, they're so de- Everton are so desperate. They've even got Alison Bender on the bench, basically. It was, it was always quite funny. <laughs> but this one particular time, they had no room at all. So they, they, they basically shoved me in the press room and I was gutted because you've gone all the way up there to watch a game and you're in the press room watching it you're like oh well and then at half time John Terry bowls in he I think he'd been injured for that game but he was just um, watching in the in the stadium and he was he was like what are you doing in the press room and I was like I don't have a a seat and he goes hold on a minute and he and he went off and I thought well there's no way he's coming back I mean of course he's not going to come back and about five minutes later he came back with a ticket and brought me out into the stadium and said here you go so I'll, uh, I'll never forget that. And he's, an, he's another guy who I'd love to see manage Chelsea. So I don't, I don't know whether, if it was between Terry and Lampard, I can't really see them managing it together because I think they're both trying to forge like, you know, number one paths for themselves. But I don't know who would make the better manager. And I guess it all depends, you know, what happens between now and then for both of their careers. But yeah, like you say, Lampard going down is not going to do him any good, is it? No, and interestingly, I suppose it would, if it's either of them come to the club... It would have to be JT next because Frank's had a go. Um, yeah, so it'd have fair. to be JT. JT, fair. take it in turns. But <laughs> let's not forget we've got mighty Thomas Tuchel there who may be there for the next 20 years. We love don't him. know. Love him. Yeah, I love him. I still love him. Even if he looks a little bit haggard, he's he's starting to look as though it's been a long season, actually. It's been a tough year for him, hasn't it? I mean, he's going yeah, through a divorce as well. We we always forget the kind of human side of what the, the managers are going through, don't we? And every now and again, you you sort of capture a bit of a glimpse when you hear an interview. Um, and so, yeah, it's always worth remembering. They, and that, they that's the toll life. of professional football. You probably saw it yeah. in the music scene, Kerry, where the stuff these people have to Big go time. through. But then the, just like we all go through this in our lives and we suffer tragedy and whatever, but we can keep it secret. We don't yeah, have to turn up in front of 40,000 people every week, but then smile because if things go wrong and you have a go at a referee, oh, he's buckling under the pressure. No, maybe he's buckling under the fact that his family life has been torn to shreds and he's having to turn up every week and do, deal with this. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. You know, I mean, that, that's the thing. We're, it's like when people accuse all these people of, well, they earn so much money, they should just put up with it. And you go... Money doesn't mean anything if you're going through a divorce that maybe you want, maybe you don't want. Who knows the ins and outs? None of my business. But the point is, everyone is affected by their own personal situations, which is completely removed from from your work life. So, yeah, money may, means nothing in those situations. So I, I totally agree with you. I mean, yeah, life can be very difficult. And if your work is going badly as well, we all know what that's like. So can we know. Can we finish on a brighter note? Yeah, let's, please. Yeah, so, I've already said Everton so nil, Chelsea three. That's quite well, bright. Well, what I was going to say as well, though, when you said Alison was coming on the pod earlier this week, I was like, oh, we have to get some more anecdotes out of her, Kerry. So um, as we're talking about Chelsea managers, Alison, if you don't mind, can you tell your story about Ancelotti and your sister? 
Oh, yeah. God. Do you know what? It's actually quite apt, isn't it, as a former Everton manager as well? Yes. Um, yeah, it was just quite funny because I, I was really privileged, obviously, at Chelsea TV that you'd be able to go and sit in the canteen and eat your dinner with the, the players and the manager. And I always used to feel a bit sorry for Ancelotti when he was first there because he, he sort of felt, he, he felt like he didn't really know that many people and, you know, he's new to the club. And I remember he came over once and said, hello. And I, um, I kind of panicked and said, what, oh, what are you doing later, Carlo? Because my sister is, um, she's a singer and she's singing in an Italian restaurant. Obviously the Italian connection is what made me think of it. And, um, and I felt really embarrassed. I was like, I can't believe I just said that. What idiot. Um, and he said, oh, which restaurant? And I was like, oh, Pagliaccio's. It's on uh, Wandsworth Bridge Road near Stamford Bridge. Do you want to come? He was like, yeah, what, what time? I said, eight o'clock. And he was like, okay. And, and that was that. And I thought, well, he's not really going to come, is he? Um, anyway, so I go to Pagliaccio to watch my sister. And my dad, who's a massive Chelsea fan, um, he sort of, he rocks up and he says to me, oh, Alison, I, I can't sit with you because I've got all my mates here. So you sit on another table and I'll sit with my mates. And I was like, all right, dad. And I didn't tell him about Ancelotti because A, I didn't think Ancelotti would come. But B, I knew my dad would tell everyone because he's a big Chelsea fan and, and you know, it would have got out of hand. Anyway, eight o'clock the door opens, Ancelotti walks in, my dad's face, he couldn't believe it that Ancelotti was in the same restaurant as him. But then Ancelotti obviously walks over to my table and he's like, Alison, big hugs and sits down. My dad is like, oh my goodness. And then of course, dad's sniffing around my table wanting to come and sit down. I'm like, oh, you want to come sit with me? No, I don't do your dad. Um, and it was just brilliant. He came along with Bruno Demichelis, who was his assistant at the time and, and did a lot of the psychology with the players and told us some brilliant stories. And, you know, it just was completely relaxed and lovely. And he is, he is that kind of guy. I mean, Gary, I know you've been speaking to Leah, one of my producers at Chelsea TV, and she's got a million stories about Ancelotti. She told us a brilliant one the other day as well. Well, I mean, he's he's a great guy. We got we got to know him very well, and he had a daughter who, um, lovely girl, who worked at Chelsea TV, and we were helping her sort of get a bit of work experience. And so, you know, it, it, we were able to get to know him that little bit better. And I always miss him, and and I think he's a he's a great guy. It was you know fantastic to see him, um, you know, in the Premier League for a bit, and and obviously now that he's at Real Madrid, it'd be good to go and sort of see some games and, and catch up with him. But yeah, um, lovely guy. Ah, brilliant story. Well, look, there is no better way to end a programme than that story because I can't top it. I think that's a a cracking story. And, uh, yeah, and look, he survived life after Everton, so Frank can too. It's all going to be okay. And we're still going to beat him, I think. Uh, But there you go. Right, that's it for for the week. Gary, thank you as always. Alison, thank you again for joining us. It's been absolutely fantastic and I hope you'll come back and join us again in the near future. Absolutely. Cheers, Kerry. Cheers, Gary. No problem. All right, everybody. Well, that's it for us for another week. We will see you all next week. Until then, come on, you blues. If you want to advertise on or sponsor this show, check us out at playbackmedia.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network.